This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. There we go. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101 on... The Home Improvement Show is here to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. On today's show, we're getting you ready for the fourth. This is so cool. Are, uh, are you entertaining this weekend? Your grill ready? Uh, and now, now, don't even talk to me about that flavoring on top of the grill. We'll talk about that a little bit later. That is not flavoring. Get it off there. <laughs> Do you have yard games? Well, if you're not ready, we'll uh, we'll share ways to make you a, a great entertaining space for this 4th of July weekend and the rest of the summer activities. Also, we're here ready to help you with your home improvement questions. Of course, we know you've got them. You can join the conversation right now. Uh, phones are up and open 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you fellas doing this morning? Doing great. Yeah? Absolutely. I'll be doing better if Jeff got some of that housework um, rib rub. That's right, yeah. I need some, man. That's right. We've got to get some of that rib rub. I, I, I didn't know you were out. Well, it's July 4th. So we're going to go through a crate of it. So, um, But anyway, what you guys been working on this week? It's been a, it's been a neat week for uh, weather. Oh, yes. Well, you know, we I've been doing this 20-plus years, mm-hmm. and... And um, by no means do 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 I know do I know it all. Mm-hmm. We 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 learn every day. But we're doing a room addition on a golf course. So I get a phone call this morning, and um, we've got dump trucks running over the golf course. Oh, right. Stop! <laughs> stop! Please so, stop! But hey, that is the only way to get my dirt. Oh no! I need about thirty loads, and it's not going well right now. Ooh, oh wait, man! You fix I'm that. sorry. Now, you know you got to fix that. <laughs> that is that is some expensive dirt. I know it. Yeah. So <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what this hour brings. Right. My, my phone's sitting here, so I'm sure it's going to going to start right. uh, hollering at you before t- long. Texting uh, going on here right. soon. And How about you, Dale? Kind of wet. Yeah. What you, Dale? What you working on? We've been challenged to um, get a few roofs done in this type of weather. You know, it looked like it's going to rain and. But you just learn to trust your gut and, you know, go for it. I don't feel for you. I was out there, I think yesterday, it was early early in the day yesterday, and I went outside, and I thought about you for a second because I thought, mm. oh, man, he's on a roof. Yes. And I can't even breathe right. walking to my car. Exactly. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> now, we had to take frequent break, breaks, and um, a lot of, it was a lot of liquid drinking. You know, I, I think right. cases and cases of water and Gatorade. Oh, good. Water. Good for you. Yes. Um, well, mine had this weird little thing happen. My daughter's car has, uh, you know, most modern cars have a ton of uh, plastic sheeting underneath the engines and wheel wells oh, and yes. things like that. Well, uh, we were going somewhere and she was following behind us and she, she called us and she said, I think my tire's flat. Well, no, you, you're still going pretty good. I don't think your <laughs> tire's flat. But what had happened is a piece of plastic that covers the inside of the wheel well mm-hmm. got loose. Uh, yep. And in the wind, it's just flapping sure. and making a, a heck of sure. a racket yeah. all the way down the road. Wow. We figured that out. And um, what had happened was this little thing that holds it in there had broken off. And 
And fellas, it's just a couple of zip ties away from happiness. There, there you go. I was wondering how did you uh, yeah, fix you, that? You know, I was uh, that that reminds me of a story. I was going down fifty five. This has been several years ago. Madison exit. Uh, I'm following an eighteen wheeler. Well, the eighteen wheeler sucks one of those fifty five gallon barrels out. Oh my god! Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm telling you, the barrel is now stuck under my truck. Oh no! Yes, I'm going down the road. Um, you know, we're doing right. 60, mm-hmm. you know, late 65 probably. Right. And I've got a barrel just <laughs> kicking up sparks in the back of the. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it was plastic, oh, okay. but, but still it was, uh, you know, starting to smoke and, and it's um, dangerous. Well, sure it was. And, and it took a minute to get it out. Right. Well, I tend to, when I come in, uh, to work on Mondays, I tend to come in with harrowing stories of adventures that my wife right. and I get into. Well, we did another one this weekend. We were in Crystal Springs for the tomato festival. Nice. And oh, wow. we, we decided to look around the, uh, you know, look around the city there. And so we're, we're looking, uh, at this old house, by the way, built in like 1830. Wow. Okay. Man. So, all Another right. Character so we're looking great. at it and I am looking up at the house. We, we drove up to it. It's empty. Right. So we're going to, we're going to go look at the windows. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look inside the house, see what's in there. So I'm walking up the way to the front door. Right. And I'm looking up at the house. It's just glorious. Beautiful. And my wife screams bloody murder oh boy. right then. I'm like, what? And I stopped moving. And I look at her eyes, and she's looking down. And I oh, look no. down. Not a here, no shoulder. Here's a black, sma- black snake. snake yeah, and no. the thing has coiled up and has flattened his neck out. He's not happy. Right. And I apparently <laughs> just stepped right over him and mm. didn't even know it. Wow. My wife turned tail and run, uh, which was great. Right smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. She did the right thing. But, uh, uh, the snake and I looked at each other for a minute before he went away, and then, uh, and uh, but yeah, he didn't want any part of me. Then we went around back, and I got stung by two wasps. Oh man! So there you go, man. Uh, fun day in the sun. No, no more, no more tomato festival right. for you. <laughs> right? Did you I, remember that's to like use the, the vinegar? That's like the fighting. No. That's like the fighting okra. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk to Joe, and um, uh, he's somewhere in Alabama. What's going on, Joe? Yes, sir. I got a tin roof. It's a five rib standing mm-hmm. roof, mm-hmm. and it's rusted. You know, like I say, I just retired, and from carpentry, or I mean construction work, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get uh, some kind of coating. I was wondering uh, what I could do to uh, get the rust off of there uh, before I coat it, or do I need to worry about that rust? And what kind of coating do you uh, mm-hmm. recommend that I put on there? I, I would, well, me personally, uh, if you leave rust, rust continues. I painted over well, rust in know, a 1965 I mean, Mustang, and it came right back. Well, everything has a shelf life, right. Joe. And, and How we, old is we, this roof? We may have reached our shelf life. Well, the roof, was, I reckon, was put on about 78. Okay. Now, 1978? Yeah. yeah, and I have no leaks. <laughs> Whatsoever. Well, you're the luckiest man alive if you got no leaks. I mean, but it's but it's rusting. Now um, they do have a product, but the product is going to be just as expensive as changing those sheet panels. Yeah. Really? You know, because if you just coat it with aluminum coating, you still don't have a waterproof barrier. That's just going to uh, mm-hmm. reflect the sunlight, and you say it's rusting. So, 
you want something that's waterproof, and that's going to be expensive, just like you, changing it, the panels. Let me ask you. Uh, Lucas can, do make a product. Can someone do something like a, uh, excuse me for using a brand name here, but but honestly, can can someone use a, a Rhino Shield type thing on this? Or a, a rubber-type coating that, or something? I mean, that would be the, the thing, like a Firestone, a Lucas, right. or the, uh, the roof is 41 years old. Sherman William. That's a good point. I mean, everything has a shelf life. I'm just not sure it depends that I'm on, putting any more money in this, Joe. If it's rusted on the outside and if it's yes, rusted on the inside, then you know it's No it's rust on the inside. So then it can be recloded. And if, and if it's walkable, you, it can be recorded, well, but it's going to be expensive. I think what Dale's saying, you know, is there rust on the underside that, that you haven't looked at, and how bad is the rust? Um, I, I don't know, Joe. New I, versus I, old? I think it's time for a new one. You can go new, probably cheaper. Just change those panels and strews. Because yeah. I'm telling you, the, the roof coating is expensive. That's a commercial coating they use on um, warehouses and um, different type of uh, flat roofs. So, Joe, the, so. the consensus seems to be either move on to a new roof, or if not, you're going to have to get crafty Just with Just say 300 or 5 gallon, and you're only covering less than 10 by 10. Less wow. than. 300 for 5 gallons, mm-hmm. less than 10 by 10. Now, you'll get a thick coat on there, because it, it turns into either silicone or rubber. Right. But, you know, that's just for, like, patching. And right. if you're going to do your whole house... You would want to go to one of the, to the roofing supply companies and talk to one of those dealers personally about the uh, advantages, and they can give you a, probably a product on sale or something like that. All right, Joe, we appreciate it. Sorry about that, man. I know it's probably well, not the news you were yep. looking for. Life's tough. <laughs> yes, it is. Fix it right, and you're through with it. All right, Joe, appreciate it. If uh, if you want to get in there and get a call on, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And uh, today, talking about July 4th uh, stuff, and this is some really neat stuff. Think about the things that you can build and create for outdoor fun. And think about a, a great place to do uh, July 4th eating and everything else is a picnic table. Something mm-hmm. that you can make. Oh, that'd be with, fun, too. With wood out of uh, wood that you can buy at any home center sure. or, or, or hardware store. You can make a picnic table. By the way, if you spend uh, roughly $40, uh, you can make, yes, you can make those, um, the, the cornhole game. Out of wood. Yeah, you know what? And and you could make that in a few hours. It, yeah. it could easily be ready for this weekend. Oh, yeah. You can do that this easily. afternoon with $40 right. worth of lumber and a couple yeah. of screws. Yeah, and some paint and yep. um, and, and be playing on it um, uh, tomorrow. Right. And if you say, well, wait a minute, I don't, I don't know how to do that stuff. Uh, sure you go, do. go to YouTube. Go yeah. to YouTube, and there's there's videos on how to make these. They even give you what angles to cut and everything else. Oh yeah, um, and and if, it would be a fun project, right? And if you if you say, well, I'm not handy with a saw, uh, a lot of times you can tell the person that you're buying wood from to cut yeah. your pieces. Sure, could pre cut them. Mm-hmm. You could go to the big box store mm-hmm. with your measurements, and I bet they'll cut them. Yep, they'll cut them for you, and um, and and go home and make one of those. I think it's gonna it would be neat. I wonder how many are going to be made now. A uh, hundred thousand today. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, but yeah, about forty bucks worth of wood, and you're sure. in. Sure, 
you know. All right, there you go, folks. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour, but when we come back, we'll continue looking at ways to prep for the 4th celebrations. Even if you're having a quiet 4th of July, these tips will have you ready to entertain the rest of the summer. If you've got questions about any project you're working on or to join the show, just ask us. Give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. Lines are open, 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Jessmine Ward. People like to reduce us to our trauma. As writers, as artists, we're pushing back against that. You know, yes, we are reckoning with our trauma, but we're not just our trauma. Right on Mississippi, a podcast. Download now at mpbonline.org. From the Mississippi Book Festival and MPB. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, while we went to break, uh, uh, checked out, we got an email, and here we go with this. I installed daylight bright dimmable LED cam lights. Check this out, guys. In the ceiling of my living room. Now, when the lights are turned on, static becomes unbearable on the radio and on my portable phones, what can I do? Those LED cam lights were not cheap. I thought long-live LED bulbs for all my ceiling lights would be the answer for aging homeowners who find it difficult to challenge, uh, to change ceiling light bulbs. But now I'm reluctant to use any more LED bulbs. Uh, Mr. Martin, I doubt seriously that the uh, crackling of electricity when you turn those lights on has anything to do with them being LED if you installed uh, cam lights. That's that, probably in the installation. It's, it's, it's in the installation. It's in the wiring. Uh, something. And typically, there's a ground problem. If you're hearing that, if you're hearing that buzz, you know, we used to hear that a lot. If you put your phone near a monitor, mm-hmm. like, a, like a computer monitor, you'll hear that buzz, believe it or not, through the monitor. So these things can happen. Um, phones are made, or they use... RF or radio frequency, and so they'll get into your stuff. And LED lights, or not just specifically LED lights, um, any light that is miswired, especially in the ground, is going to pick up on oh, those. Yes. So, and it will make a signal. So, I think the installation probably needs to be looked at. Whomever installed those lights, I would call them back and and, and ask them. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah. I uh, know. I agree. I, I don't think it's the the LED bulb at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I I don't know how it could make a sound. No, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. It's very um, uses very little electricity. Um, puts off zero heat. That's so, got to be in the grounding of the home. It's, yeah, there's something else going on. Other, I don't think we can blame it on the bulb. Right. All right. Um, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 if you want to talk this morning about something you'd like to do for the 4th. Um, there's a couple of things you might want to do. Now, when you're outside, think about this. There's going to be folks at your house. Now, we just talked about making your very own uh, cornhole game. Yep. And you can do that for about $40 worth of wood. Have the folks at the home center cut it for you. You can put it together yourself. It won't take any time. I don't. Let me say that lightly. It'll take a couple hours yeah. to do that. But uh, it would be fun. But it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get to paint it any color you want. 
and root for any school you want or whatever. You know. Sure. So, and by the way, people are selling those things for like a hundred bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get into a, a line of making them, you can make a little money on the side. Anyway, another thing you can do, folks, I saw this the other day on Facebook when we came by. No one's thought of horseshoes in forever, but horseshoes still exist and it's fun still. Mm-hmm. It's like cornhole, uh, like old school. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. You're still trying to get to a particular place. That's true. Uh, and there is uh, scoring and points for close. Yeah. So there you go. Um, <laughs> and side bid. And what? A little side bid. Right. A little side bet. That's fine with that. And uh, all it requires is two sticks and a bunch of horseshoes. So that's easy. All right. Um, another email that came in. Water leaking in the house. Check this out. I just noticed an area of buckling, oh, man, and mm. cracked laminate flooring mm. near a window and sliding glass door. What, oh, yeah. All right. What type, this is good, what type of repair person should I call to figure out the problem? Well, what it sounds like is you have water um, coming in either under that door, somewhere around that door opening. Mm-hmm. Um you need a qualified handyman. You need somebody that, because you're probably going to end up taking that door unit out, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up re- removing some floor. Uh, so you need a good handyman. Yeah. Del, yeah, you know, absolutely. Thoughts? Yeah, that's, that's uh, multi-craft work there. Um, but it would be someone, you would need someone experienced because the issue is that moisture is getting in through that door under your floor. Mm-hmm. So they would have right. to, they would need to know how to stop that. That's right. And, and it might and just be a proper insulation. It, yeah. Um, you know, again, we're diagnosing over the radio, right. which is very, very difficult. And uh, so hire you a qualified handy person uh, to, to come and investigate and um, get a couple opinions. Yeah. And uh, we mentioned it on this show. Two quotes is great. Three quotes is better. So. Yeah, you, you really got to look at all the elements. If it's a downhill grade, if water's running in, if it's... That's don't have point. enough hangover. You know how those houses don't have any cunnish and, and, and everything splashing. You know, we're assuming it's around the door. It, it could be a slab leak. Yeah, there's patio that door. could be coming up from the bottom. Yeah, you there's all kind of things that could be going on. It's got to be investigated. With yeah, a um, professional eye. If not a good handyman, then then a uh, home inspector. Well, a remodeler or a general. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, That's a I'm, small job I'm, for them, but I don't think a home inspector is. Now, and, and now look, now, I'm not beating up on the home inspectors, <laughs> but um, they wouldn't be qualified no. to know. I, well, I'm on a hush before I, somebody calls. There you go. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phone. Larue is uh, on the road right now. What's going on? Uh, I'm in the process of getting a roof put on my house, and I was thinking about going with metal roofing over shingles. And I was wondering, should I tear those shingles off or? Cover over the shingles. Well, uh, we've uh, Larue, we've uh, covered this one a couple times. What what is the general consensus, gentlemen? You can, you can do it. Uh, but again, my answer a couple weeks ago: I want the roof pulled off. I want to check the decking. I want to make sure that I don't have any underlying problems. Uh, then I'm going to put my one-by-fours on, and then I'm going to install my metal. Um, but you will have some contractors tell you that you can go over your existing roof, and you can. I, I'm i not going to do it on, on my house, and I'm not going to recommend it. 
Okay. And what about the two roof uh, rule? You know, you putting a roof on top of a roof. We try not to uh, generally do that. You usually take off that bottom layer, get down to that wood, like you say, where you can inspect that decking. Well, and we and mentioned then go back with your new roof. We mentioned you know, the roof and a roof. That roof on your home right now is roughly the weight of an elephant. Sure. And, and so it's riding out. Right. And 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 the other thing is is that if you do have a bad spot and then you go put metal over the old roof, your chances of finding that bad spot and fixing it just uh just really exploded. Well, so. it, it got more complicated by one metal roof. Right. Right. So so maybe you remove that might be the uh, I think that might be the right thing to do. Yes, according to the roof. pros. Okay, all right. man. Well, save some problem down the road. Redone all my connects around there, all the boards there, and I walked the roof. I didn't find any weak spots in it. Uh-huh. I was thinking about just putting the insulation boards up there, and then the one vines, and uh, putting the metal over the top of that, which would. Save me a little time and money on tearing the old law. Right. Well, nah, it's come as, back these, on you. as these gentlemen have mentioned, you can absolutely do that. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Well, I'll have to think about it a little bit more. Y'all bust my bubble. I thought That's I right. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's not going to save that much. Just say yeah. uh, maybe 800 to $1,200, and then over a period of time, mm-hmm. that all that extra weight sink. Like we talked about, the foundation problems that it causes. Right. Um, he need to go back a couple of shows where we really got in detail with it and yep. explain, you know, well, the we consequences. Did, just so you know, we do have a show on roofing that we did just a little while ago that you can catch on podcast. And uh, all you have to do is go to any podcast app that you have, or you can go to the MPB public media app and listen to it there. And we debated it pretty good. You're right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING if you want to get a uh, call on. Yes, sir. And especially one last thing, now, mm-hmm. your opinion, honestly, Jeff, if you're going to go to the extreme to use the good stuff like foam boards and, and um, peeling stick underlayment, why would you leave that old roof on there? Again, I'm not I'm not going to leave it. I'm going to take it off. It's relatively inexpensive to remove it, yeah. and uh, it, it's, it's not doing you any good. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Let's uh, let's keep moving on. I have another email here. This is uh, about, oh, check this out. A kitchen ventilation would like to put in a gas cooktop. This mm. is interesting. Has electric. It's currently electric. The only ventilation is a very loud, over-the-range microwave that recirculates the vent into the kitchen. Okay. The house is two-story on a slab, and this is not an exterior wall. Right. Let's just make it harder. Let's, yeah, let's gotta... make it a little more complicated. <laughs> right. Any ideas on how to wow. on how to ventilation to the exterior can occur without breaking the bank? Well, <clears throat> yes. Um, depending on your ceiling height, you could build a chase and go at well. Is gosh, a chase like a little chimney? Yeah, it's not on the it's not on the exterior wall. Right. Um, You're gonna have to tunnel through the vent. <laughs> tunnel through the roof. <laughs> no, no, the um. Um, it's up floor there. Yeah, it's gosh, it's not on the exterior wall. And who knows um, what's in there? You know what you might run into. Hey, again, you know we're trying to answer these things over yeah, the radio. Yeah, one shot. Okay, when, when, and when I can't see the bank now, Excuse that's kind of. <clears throat> well, let me let me say we do this on occasion <clears throat> when we get a little stumped. So I'm going to throw it out there to everybody else. Uh, is there another pro out there who could say what might be a possible way to get this gas cooktop ventilated? Without um, 
without it's it's on concrete. It's second floor. Uh, it's no, two it's, floors. Yes, yeah, it's, it's bottom floor, and it's not and, on a and uh, wall. We, we've got a we've got a, a living area above us. Right. Um, I, I think what you're going to have to do. One option would be look at your ceiling joists. Which way are they running? Mm-hmm. Can I go up in a cavity, and and can I can I go out that cavity get get to an exterior wall? Mm-hmm. Um, if I can't do that, then I'm going to build a chase, and and hopefully I've got ten foot ceilings or something, right? And build a decorative chase and put my put my vent pipe in that to get to my exterior wall. Now, you say the 10-foot ceiling, is that so that you can wall in the chase and not lose too much? Well, yeah. I mean, 8-foot's going to look weird because I'm going to come down 12 inches. Now I've got a chase. For the chase, right. Yeah. yeah. So, gotcha. you know, it, it's, it's sure, it can be done. Absolutely. Okay. Um, building a house right now, the, the the cooktop is on an interior wall, and we we chased it through right. a... Through a um, uh, built a chase and ran it out the exterior wall. All right. If you're a contractor and you heard that one and heard uh, and and have an idea, please feel free to give us a call eight seven seven MPB ring. Let's go to Charles right now, in Arkansas. What's going on, Charles? Not much. I uh, just got a question about the metal roofing. Yes, sir. When you install a metal roof, what's uh, your opinion on putting the foam insulation underneath it, gentlemen? Don't talk too fast. Dale, I'm going to let you handle that. Well, I'm not a, um, a salesman in that area, but now I would say this. The, the advantages are, like you say, you get more um, insulation. You got your energy ratings going for you. So um, if so, you can afford it, I would do it. So is that the you know? major uh, selling point for it is is uh, the Oh, yeah. Uh, insulation. They show you how it'll reflect and, and insulate and like we were saying about the sound barriers and all of that, so it would definitely help. I, and it's not that expensive, I, but you don't really need it. It's safe. Yeah, if I'm you're going to use a good underlayer, you don't have to have that. That's, I, I don't see the value in it unless you are redecking. In, unless your attic is is control uh, um, conditioned space, mm-hmm. then what? Why am I insulating that? Um, I, I want to ventilate it. Okay, it's on a mobile home. Oh yeah. I would say do it if it's on a mobile home because it, you the you have so little insulation. Yeah, and then you got to make sure that water runs off of that. I don't know what type of design you got, but um, I, I just went I, back to the old '78 design. <laughs> I think with a mobile home, I'd love to have just a cover over it. You thought about that? Oh yeah, Charles? that's cool. Yes, I have, but uh, it'd be kind of hard to do where I live. Is it okay? Oh, okay. okay. Mobile homes going to be out of my wheelhouse. I, I just don't know the best thing to do on that. So, um, well, Charles, um, I, I what type of roof you got on it now? Shingle. It's got shingles on it, and you want to put metal and foam. Well, um, the thing I I be careful about is just having a too flat of a pitch. But if it's um got a nice pitch on, what pitch is? It? I have no idea. But you have been up on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's walkable. Hmm. Yeah. It's just still, like Jeff says, hard without looking at it in detail. All right. Dad, Charles, um, you, you don't, don't have to do it, though. We're going to put that out there also, so if somebody wants to call in and give an opinion there, I think the consensus here is that, eh, no big deal. Not okay. necessarily, you know. Well, answer my questions. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. 
if you like more, then definitely that's it. You get more, you know, more protection, more insulation. That's right. All right, it's time for another break. And if you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're talking your DIY uh, issues and taking your DIY questions and giving tips on how to take your 4th of July to a new level. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101. Sorry, my bad. On MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Going to go quick to an email. Uh, I have floors of scored and stained concrete, which have been in place for many years in my home. It appears the top coat sealer needs to be redone. Is it necessary to remove the old sealer somehow, or do you just put new sealer down over it? If the old needs to be removed, how do I do it? Thanks. So uh, she has a scored concrete that has a little sealer on it, and yep. I guess have you seen this before, where the where the top uh, the sealer yeah. kind of flakes? It, 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 it'll get scratched uh-huh. and, and uh, kind of turn a little milkyish color. Right. Um, nine times out of ten, it is water based. Uh-huh. So I would definitely um, treat it like a like a waxed floor and uh-huh. get that up uh-huh. and put my new down. If, if it, if any way possible, I want to get, I want to get, I want to get all that off before I put my new one. Okay, so you much, do want to take much, it off there. Yeah, much cleaner look. So how and, do you get it off there without well know, taking the concrete if, with you? Um, it's it's sound. It's probably a water based wax. So ammonia uh-huh. would 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 take that off. Really? So you know, mix you up a water and ammonia solution and scrub it and get it off and put your new water based sealer back on. Huh. Okay. So that's that's all there is to it. Yeah, it's simple. Oh, you know, right. now that's it's cool. now I didn't say it was easy. Right, it's simple. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 take a while. it's, it's hard work. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because so, um, a lot of times you'll wind up buying some type of floor scraper or something, and you got to mix it in, 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 in several steps of cleaning. I like the but, way you said it. That the, the but he uh, went for the uh, the tough stuff. Yeah, the the ammonia. You go that, uh, that direction. That's what's in. That's what's in a floor stripper is ammonia. Right. Yeah, that's the right. acetone or something. Well, no, no, that's a little different deal now. <laughs> oh yeah, the acetone will pull yeah. the color yeah. right out. Yeah. <laughs> if it, if it is a water-based sealer, right. then you're going to want an ammonia-based uh, um, floor wax remover. Okay. There you go. That was easy enough. All right. So uh, we were talking about being outside Fourth of July uh, now. Ways to boost your kind of entertaining spot. If you're short on space, you don't have like a, a larger deck area. A brick paver patio's a pretty decent solution. Mm-hmm. If you've got you know if you got a ten by ten spot, this will make a a, a a nice little place. There are a few things to remember when you're doing brick pavers though, and it's and it's it's so easy. By the way, uh, Jason says this because Jason's done this to just go to the home store. And go crazy and buy a pallet of those things and take them home and start laying them down. And they look great the first day. 
And then <laughs> as after it rains twice, it's all over. So uh, a few things to remember when laying brick pavers. All right, folks, line your area with landscape fabric. Like so you can buy like it's you know, three bucks a roll for this stuff. It doesn't cost anything. You usually put it under your garden and whatnot. But anyway, buy some landscape fabric mm-hmm. uh, and put that down in the area where you're going to put your brick. Uh, it'll help prevent prevent any weeds from going up in between the brick, which is a major headache. Yes. Um, then uh, put down a four inch layer of gravel over the top of that. Yes, uh, folks. If you ever want to get gravel, something like that, do look around. I would suggest not going and buying a hundred thousand bags of gravel. You might just want to find a person, a place that will bring a load of gravel. To yes, where you are. That, that, that can be done very easily. Mm-hmm. A guy in a so, pickup truck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, they, they uh, we've got a small dump trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring, bring yourself some, some proper base for that patio. Right. Um, and it's probably a little bit too late to do that today to get yeah, ready for tomorrow. Yeah, you can't do it for July 4th, which you can get for the rest of the year. Sure, and yeah. it's, it's fairly simple. Um, some of the things you want to make sure you do is get a good level, compactable place for your for your base. Right. Well, they get into that here. Um, uh, after they say put down a four inch layer of coarse gravel on top of that fabric. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then they say lay down your gravel and then put a one inch layer of sand yep. over top that. Yep. yep. Uh, and then you got to pack it down. You got to make right. it. Uh, you know, you got to make it so it's not going to move around. You can it. you can rent a um, a packer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. a walk behind. It's very simple to use. Mm-hmm. And, it's just a uh, giant heavy machine with a flat bottom on it that yeah. jumps up and down. Sure, yeah. Yeah. and uh, get that thing just as hard mm-hmm. as you can, and then then you know the rest of your uh, laying your pavers are very you know pretty simple. Right. Um, so so you lay down that gravel, put down the inch of sand over the top. Pack it down with that packer, like you said. And, yes, you can rent those. Yep. Um, as you go, uh, you use that leveler so you don't have a bumpy pathway. Use the leveler. If your bricks are too high, you use a rubber mallet to even them out. Um, I say that real specifically, folks. I've done this before. And if you use a regular hammer, these are not actual brick bricks. These are just pieces of concrete colored as yep. bricks. Yep. So they will break apart with almost no force whatsoever. Uh, so you do want to use a rubber mallet and not a hammer. But yeah. anyway, yeah, uh, you can make those edges. You can draw lines down first with chalk. You can do uh, a string, you know, to, to show you where your path's going to be. A string is a great way to do it. And what I'm, what I'm talking about, folks, is you put out little stakes at the corners of where you want this thing to be, and then you run a string from corner to corner so that you know, first of all, the line is straight. Another neat thing is if you want to make sure that the measurements are proper is that you can measure the string. Sure. And find out, is this going to be just as long on this side? Is it on that side? Is it square? Right. Is it square? You can measure it with the string. So that's a great way to look how to do it. And you don't have to eyeball it because it almost never works to eyeball. (laughs) And once you get that done. (laughs) Every time. You can wait a little while and make you a prelude on top. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. uh, also, when you're kind of when you're done, when you put those pavers down, uh, what you want to do is again add a little sand over top uh, and move that around so that it fills in those gaps and that sort of thing, so that they don't move around. They need to be kind of nice and tight in there. 
And and it, and and if you're making it where the paver is up against another paver, you want to make it so that it's kind of difficult to pull one of those pavers up. Yep. You know. And and if you don't do it that way, your pavers will just sink in the ground. Yeah, that's true. They will. And and I can show you about 15 of them in my yard that I now mow over because they're they're gone. They're pretty much sunk. So, all right, uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 if you'd like to get your uh, question answered. Let's go to uh, email here. Ellen sent in one. How hard is it to replace a thermostat? Can a barely there homeowner do it? <laughs> and what is the price range to get a replacement? I've seen them from five to one hundred and fifty. What do I need to do to take uh, to look for on the package? I really don't want a Wi-Fi connected one, and uh, I would like it to be digital. The one I have is twenty years old and uh, put in when we built. So obviously she has uh, one the of the manual, one. yeah, one of the manual <laughs> like Johnson Control round ones, um, or. Uh, so what's she looking for, fellas? Just well, depends on your taste. You yeah. know, you got to look right. at Now, I bought one of these, um, uh, I guess, about two years ago. for, And I spent, I think, 75 on right. it. I, I, I was, was going to say around 100 bucks. Yeah, for for something decent. And remember, remember, this is a this is a big deal, Ellen. And the reason for that is, is if this thing doesn't work right, it's going to make you think your air-conditioned heating system doesn't work right. Right. So... Uh, but they're real basic, you know, but you can get a digital. I got mine for about 75 and, and you don't have to pay that. I think they've got a digital for down to, you know, 40 bucks. Right. But right. Uh, and, and she's not interested in operating that off her phone. Nope. nope. Okay. Yeah. She's not wanting to do a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, she can do a basic. Yeah. yeah. A so, standard. And she says, uh, how hard is it to replace? Let me say that mm. it is not really That's difficult right. to there, replace. There's several low voltage wires that yes. have to be hooked up to the proper term- terminals or it's not going to work. Crazy thing is, is that if you take the old one off and look at it, by the way, you have a phone, it's a tool, take a picture. That's right. Um, so take a picture of that. But what it is, it's a few wires back there and they go to typically screw on terminals. Yep. So yes. in other words, you put the wire in the little hole and then you just screw it down and it's there forever. Um, now, but I the, know the air conditioning guy going to laugh at me, but what has got a Y, a W, a CC, or something like that? The initials over each wire, like the yeah, red wire goes some, with the R. Well, some will be color-coded. The, and, the white will go with the W. But, yeah, take your picture. That's going to yeah, be the biggest thing. See, they could have used those wires and, and just had the wrong color. So you, you definitely want to uh, look at how it's hooked up. I installed mine with no thought in my mind of ever have done that before. And when I pulled the one off, I thought, oh, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. But it was a different configuration from my old one to the new one. But the instructions Mm -hmm. said specifically, okay, this wire that is going into this terminal here, so it's yellow. No, you want to put in this one on the new one. And you just follow the instructions. Sure. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 user friendly. It uh, is. It's, I would I would definitely recommend a homeowner doing that. Yes, uh, someone can easily do that. That's right. All right. Uh, paver question from Lisa. No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. Paver question from Lisa in Mobile. What's going on, Lisa? Hey there. I was listening to you talking about the pavers, and I had a question about the sand because I have heard or read somewhere that there's a specific, a specialized kind of sand that you can use for um, 
the bed and the pavers. Do you know anything about what I'm talking about? I'm so glad you mentioned that, Lisa. That was a f- one of the, my funnier moments on a home store. Uh, one in and going, what do you mean there's two kinds of sand? Or any different kinds of sand? I just thought it was sand. Uh, fellas? Well, any thoughts? There is different sand. It's different um, grades. You know, you got the fine cut. And then because we use it for in paint for texture, and Mm -hmm. then you have the the um, the play sand. They make the play sand. What's that? The orange or the the red dirt? Right. Yeah. It's the play sand. You got a little beach sand that you like for decoration. You put that around for landscaping. But I think when you're talking about the pavers, you're talking about the the finer stuff. That's that's yeah. I think I think so. The finer sand on top. Mm -hmm. The sand sand. And you can look, uh, Lisa, if you're at the home store or, or, you know, your hardware store. First, you can ask someone if you're at a hardware yes. store. Not the big box usually, but the hardware store. But uh, if you kind of – if you're in the row where there is sand, uh, there should be a way to tell on the bags uh, which one we're looking yeah. for, which is the, the finer I, grain. I think you're going to want to wet that down a little bit when you brush it in there. Mm-hmm. Is that is my thinking okay. right? Yes. A little mist okay. over it to sure. give it its mold. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? One more question. Uh, I watched my my mom had a paver put down in her yard as a driveway, mm-hmm. a driving right with a pad, a parking pad, mm-hmm. and the people that put it down actually used granite chips. Yeah. You know what? Bed. I've done that before. We did a um, we did ten episodes of. Um, Fix it and finish it a few years back, and we had one of our suppliers bring in the recycled granite pieces, mm-hmm. and, and and we actually made a patio out of it. It looked real good. Oh, I was what impressed. I'm talking about is it was actually because you don't see it once they do it, but you're talking about the putting down the uh, pebbles and the sand. They use yes. round. Oh, for their base. Granite. Yes. Wow. Wow. For the base. That, well, you know what? Maybe they use that to. Uh, if someone, well, I was about to say they're going to park a car on it, which yeah. is about twenty five hundred pounds. And and it was in a sandy area it's down in uh, uh, down in Florida, so it was a sandy area. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. And they said that once it gets in there, it almost forms a uh, a solid surface. Yeah. Yeah, and see, in this area, we would use crushed concrete for that base. Okay. okay Interesting. So, yeah, okay. And maybe they have an abundance of crushed <laughs> granite. Right. And, and it's that recycle, reuse thing, right? Something, sure. <laughs> right. That's fantastic. Okay. I didn't right, know a different – thanks, Lisa. I didn't know a different rock would make a a different oh, yeah. type of pad like she was I, talking I about. I would have to guess that that's probably – readily available in that area. Right, right. Because, I, guess, that, I mean, we, we use things that are readily available. Yes. Right. Yeah, you know. yeah. Okay. So. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Thank Appreciate it. Because we have the good dirt here, and that's where they have the bedrock. You know, we we use pine straw here in our flower beds. I right. bet they don't out west. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wonder so, why. Right. All right, folks, uh, it's time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement questions answered this morning. So call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. 
If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. During the break, we were talking about, uh, I used to live in another place for a little while, and it was uh, Virginia, and it was very mountainous where I lived. And I said, you know, it's funny, every deck I sat on in Virginia was 60 feet above ground because there were no places without hills there. So the way the houses were built were completely different. So. I guess uh, where you are dictates where that's how that's going to work. All right, David's on the line in uh, Ripley. What's going on, David? Uh, I have a house. It's 27 years old on a conventional foundation. Mm-hmm. And I've had a little termite damage and had some guys under there working on it. And mm-hmm. I have one guy that he and his family have been in the construction business forever. Mm-hmm. And he tells me, that I may need to have my heat and air ducts redone because of some sweating, that I don't have enough moisture to worry about putting plastic down on the ground. Uh, I've talked to my heat and air guy who has been in the business forever. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. He, he says that now nowadays a lot of house, houses on a conventional foundation have no vents like they do up, up north where they treat a basement as living space it's right up. right so he says that i need to uh completely seal up my foundation vents and put down plastic and then the underneath the floor will be where the ductwork is will be warm in the summer and cold in the winter and since the outside air doesn't get in I, then i won't have condensation Wow. What do I believe? What do I do? This is this is a fight for the ages too, David, yeah. because we've actually heard both sides on this show yeah, at different points. Big debate. Yeah, um okay, let's go ahead. Uh Jeff, you've mentioned this before and if I recall, you have always said a house needs to breathe. Yeah, it's my opinion and again, uh, we opened the show. I've been doing this 20-plus years, right. and I tell every day, I learn stuff every day. Right. I have repaired homes that the wood floors in a conventional situation have buckled because of moisture under their house. And the cure, obviously, after we put the new floors in, the cure was we, we had air movement under that house. Right. We did not seal it up and create a... Um, uh, a greenhouse or something. Right, a where pocket. There, yeah, where yeah. there's no air movement. Um, we we have air movement on the on the top part of our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a firm believer that that we want air movement under that house. Now, I get what your heat and air guy's saying. If we can seal that up, our our ductwork um, is more efficient. But think mm-hmm. about if our ductwork was in the attic, where most of our ductwork is. Mm-hmm. We don't condition that space. It is it is very hot in the summer. It's very cold in the winter. We and ins- must be vented. That's right. And we and we we insulate our ductwork. I'm going to I'm going to treat the underneath of my house just like my my attic. I'm going to I'm going to vent and I'm going to have air movement and I'm not going to have moisture under my house. All right. There's another opinion now, Dell. Your when thoughts. I, with my experience, we always put the plastic on the ground. 
and we make sure that uh, the vents are unclogged of any debris so the house can breathe. Okay, so you're you're in the camp of the breathing house. With plastic on the ground. Okay, plastic on the ground, visqueen on the ground, and, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and air vents. vents. Yes. David, um, have you done any research online on this one? Uh, I have not. I'm pretty much pretty extensive do-it-yourselfer on automotive stuff. Uh-huh. Don't get into the house stuff much. I, I have not. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and what you've heard, day, heard today is correct. What you heard from those two contractors, uh, neither, I guess, you would say is wrong. There are differing opinions on how this works. You, you know what, David? Um, look up Doug Rye. I, I, I'm, I, I like Doug. He's got some great ideas. I don't agree with everything he says. Um, Especially what he says about Jeff. <laughs> yeah. But look, look, Google Doug Rye, and um, I guarantee he's going to have a comment on that. Oh. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right, folks, that's it. That's how the show works. Fix It 101 is produced by Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener is Liz Gill. For Del Moore and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.